This program is made possible by the members and donors to the show. For details, visit the membership tab at bestoftheleft.com. Now, welcome to the award-winning Best of the Left podcast with clips today from Media Matters, The Young Turks, Blacking It Up, The Progressive, The Majority Report, The Bugle, and Saturday Night Live. For our more sensitive listeners, I want to warn that this episode does contain reference to women having personal free will. This is the Media Matters Minute. I'm Meredith Ritchie. Fox figures have recently suggested that President Obama is anti-Catholic or anti-religion following the administration's decision that requires church-affiliated organizations to provide health insurance plans that cover contraceptives for women. Well, this is part of the whole allegation of the war against uh, religion, the war against the Catholic Church. And in an election year, a lot of Catholic voters are going to say, why is the federal government doing this to us? Why is President Obama picking on us in this way. To the point about the Obama administration, they have been cutting services to the Catholic Church and been beating up on Catholics for a long time. According to a 2009 poll conducted for Catholics for Choice, 63% of American Catholics said that health insurance policies, whether they are private or government, should cover contraception such as birth control pills. President Obama last week announced a compromise saying, hey, you know what, we had already exempted religious institutions from the requirement to not charge anything extra to women to carry contraception in their health care coverage. So normally all employers cannot charge women extra. That's generally a good thing. Most people agree with that. And then President Obama went out of his way originally to exempt religious institutions like churches, etc. But they did not exempt... uh, uh, Catholic hospitals, uh, universities, etc. Now, last week in the compromise, they said, okay, we're exempting those guys too. The way that it works is that women will not have to pay any extra, but their health care uh, will cover it uh, because it turns out it's cheaper for the health care insurance companies to provide contraception than to provide uh, the bills if a uh, child is born. So everybody's a winner. It's a compromise that makes sense. I was frustrated at the idea that he would compromise with the Republicans again, but it was a, a good, solid compromise in my opinion. Now, first of all, did it appease the Republicans? <laughs> well, let's go to Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. Clip two. The fact that the White House thinks this is about contraception is the whole problem. Is this about freedom of religion? It's right there in the First Amendment. You can't miss it right there in the very first amendment to our constitution and the government doesn't get to decide for religious people what their religious beliefs are they get to decide that and so when the bishops uh, spoke uh, I think that's pretty good evidence that they're that they know what their own religious beliefs are and this compromise obviously was unacceptable to them no but wait a minute they're totally exempt they don't have to pay a nickel into contraception so what's their continuing a problem with it? Their problem isn't that you're interfering with their religion. It's the exact opposite. Their problem is that you're not allowing them to interfere with other people's religion and other people's beliefs. Because what the Catholic leaders now want, now that their original proposal and, and, and complaint has been totally met, 
They don't have to put a nickel into contraception in anything. Their churches, their uh, hospitals, their colleges, etc. Right? Their new complaint is, well, I don't want anybody to get contraception. I want you to be able to have to pay extra if you're a woman to get contraception. Because I don't believe in contraception. My religious beliefs don't uh, support contraception. So anybody else, I want you to charge women extra because of my religious beliefs. And now Mitch McConnell, of course, turns that on its head and saying, oh my God, President Obama's interfering with people's religious beliefs. Nonsense. That's what the Republicans want to do. They want to make sure that they can deny women as many women as possible of contraception. He says, oh, it's not a contraception issue. Oh, right. It's a religious liberty issue. No, it's a religious Taliban issue where these guys are the American Taliban and they want to improve, impose their beliefs on contraception on the rest of us and make sure women have to pay extra if they're going to get it at all and hope that uh, women can't afford it and don't get it. Mitch McConnell continues. Are you willing to go as far as Senator Blunt now wants to go and just write in legislation that would ban any group that had just a quote moral objection not just a religious group but uh, just any group that had a moral objection to that would would you uh, be willing to uh, push that in the senate yeah I, you know if if we end up having to try to overcome the president's opposition by legislation of course i'd be happy to support it and intend to support it it will be difficult as long as the president is rigid in his view that he gets to decide what somebody else's religion is. Nonsense. So, did you understand that? He said, I don't just want religious institutions exempted, which was their original request. Whenever you meet a, a Republican request, they double down. They said, no, I want more. Now, they're saying anybody can come off, off the street and say, oh, yeah, I'd like to deny women contraception, too. Uh, it's my religious belief. Okay, that's it. Let's go. IBM could do it. Uh, ExxonMobil could do it. Your local... Uh, you know, grocer can do it. Anybody can do it now. So that, so that they're going to get all the conservatives in the country to say, no, that's it. Deny women contraception. Ha ha. We want a general exemption that who cares about whether it's a religious institution or not. We just want to discriminate against women. Let us do it. That is our principles. Well, it is your principles. And it is what the great majority of the country does not agree with. Another poll out now. Again, same numbers, 57% of Catholics, 59% of Catholic women, by the way, even a larger number, saying, we like this compromise. It gets us the contraception. It doesn't violate anybody's religious beliefs. It doesn't violate the religious principles of our church, etc. Let's go with it. But no, the Republicans are never satisfied. So are you going to let it go? Mitch McConnell said, quote, this issue will not go away until the administration simply backs down. But they did back down. But it's never enough for the Republicans. Never enough. No, more, more, more. And then they say it's not about contraception. My acid isn't about contraception. That's exactly what it's about. The Republicans want to take that away from women as much as possible. Have at it, Hoss. Look, President Obama, this is where, if he doesn't draw a line here and he backs down again to them, it'll be the most maddening thing I have ever seen. But I don't suspect he's going to. I don't think he's that politically unintelligent. Uh, this compromise is fine, okay? I'm not saying anything about this compromise when it comes to President Obama. And my guess is that he will stick with it. If he doesn't stick with it, it's the worst of the worst. Because he's got him exactly where he wants him. Now the Republicans look so bad because they're against contraception, which 99% of women use. Go get him, hammer him.
As an anti-consumerism advocate, I'd like to encourage you to shop less, don't buy things you don't need, and only buy the necessities from local, independently owned businesses. That said, if you don't take this good advice, then at least there's a way to shop that helps support this show at the same time. Simply click through to Amazon.com, just one of the major companies under constant boycott by one liberal cause or another, from the banner posted at bestoftheleft.com. Better yet, click through just once and bookmark that link to use every time you shop. Your shopping experience will be identical to normal. It will cost you nothing extra, but 7 to 8% of the cost of your order in soulless corporate blood money will be siphoned off and used to tremendously support the production of this show. Thanks for doing the right thing, whatever you consider that to be. If I had a song, I'd sing it in the morning. I'd sing it in the evening, all over this land. While we were... Um, on break uh, over the weekend and even before we um, went on break was the big back and forth between uh, the White House and the Catholic Church, the <sighs> Catholic bishops, about um, no, contraceptive, contraceptive access for women. And so they were back and forth um, because the administration had put out this uh, ruling that, by the way, was already already existed in 10 other states. Um, but that if you were a Catholic based uh, company or religious based organization, your health plan had to um, include providing contraceptive to women um, free of charge. Right. Um, the Catholic Church, you know, went on, you know, uh, well, Catholic men. Um, went on a rampage on um, they sent out letters they were on the news and sort of all those things like that I still and if somebody can point me to a video of one Catholic woman um, that was on the news defending this please well, there, there, are some. there are uh, some because I did not see them at all um, but majority of it was men it was, mo- it was mostly men but yes. there were there were some women uh, okay. out there uh, uh, defending this so um, there was on Friday I think they put out uh, that the uh, 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 um, that the president came out and he was going to announce a compromise. So at first I was upset because I was like, if this, if, if the president comes out and backpedals and says, he's now not going to do this. And women, I was going to, I was, I, everybody was freaking out. I, I saw, like, I, did you see Twitter? Twitter was losing I was that like, stuff. I, and I tweeted, I was like, there is no compromise for contraceptive. If you provide resources for the women or you don't, there is no kind. Con- so I was, I was like about to rent clothes and be in sackcloth and ashes. Cause mm-hmm. I was about to be mad. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> the president, you know, being the president came out and the deal they said is that women will still be able to have access to it, still free of charge, right. but that the burden would be on the insurers. So the insurers can reach out directly to women to provide, you know, provide this access. Right. The insurers are fine with it um, because they actually said, you know, it's less, it's cost effective for them to provide contraceptive versus paying for uh, pregnancy or paying mm-hmm. for abortion and stuff like that. So they're fine. Everybody's fine. The people that were speaking out against it, well, well, not so much. Here's, here's the magical part about this. Okay, so cool. So the argument becomes, hey, all right, you are forcing people to do something. You're, you're, you are completely just throwing out freedom of religion. You're just throwing it out. Which, by the way, I feel like this is a skewed version of freedom of religion. Because the idea of freedom of religion was specifically that you were allowed... To, to practice, practice whatever ever. religion you want, exactly. you should not be forced to practice someone else's religion, and that there would not be a state, a state-sponsored religion, right? Whereas this, I feel as if this is not quite as clear. This is not how this is being laid out because, at best, what they were asking was that you have to su- uh, supply, you have to supply a basic need to your 
uh, employees. That was that. And this this is a basically for women. This is not something special. This is not anything. This is not, and so the it was a really really bad argument. I would say that this is somehow destroying religious freedom. But fine, they they wanted to go for that. That's what the argument they wanted to make. The White House was like, cool, all right, bet you don't have to pay for it. Now mm. what? And I think I felt like Obama literally could have said. You don't have to pay for it. Now what? And drop the mic and then moonwalked away from the podium. Yep. <laughs> and that would have been fine. I want to say your move. Because that's basically what he was saying. Like, like, like the short of Obama, you don't have to pay for it. They still get it. Now what? You think he was just letting them freak out? So they could tell everyone. Did you well, that's the argument. That's the, well, okay. The argument has become that he did this, but but the argument, the reason why they're making that argument is because it was so badly put, the, uh, so badly played. It was like. This is so badly done that it had to be a plan, which is a bad argument. Sometimes I feel like you could just mess, make a mistake. They may, I feel like they, they had, they had, <laughs> the White House does this weird thing sometimes where they, they think, hey, if we're really, really logical and for the people, people will be behind us. And that never works for them. I don't understand why they haven't figured that out yet. They have not figured that out that you cannot be really like, hey, we should, all women should have the right to these things. That's all. Because on paper, in a room, you can go, oh, that sounds really reasonable. And the people who are against it, you go, come on, you're crazy. Especially if you're in a room full of people that are supposedly Democrats. You can go, come on, really? You're blocking uh, a basic needs of a woman? Really? And so you can have that argument, and it seems clear you move forward. You go out into the real world, all of a sudden all hell breaks loose, and even now that he's made it that the Catholic Church, you don't have to pay for anything. No religious institution has to pay for anything. But it's uh, but insurances have, still have to cover it, no matter what. And the bishops are still going, this is unfair! This is an attack against religious freedoms! And Republicans are flat out saying... Yeah, they're still saying it. Republicans are saying, you know what, forget religious institutions... Any institution shouldn't have to cover this. Right. So what happens is is that there's a new uh, the Rubio, um, Marco, Marco Rubio, Rubio um, is introduced legislation that would let any employer deny birth control coverage based upon a religious um, uh, thing. Right. So if you happen to work for uh, what, what's the place that we boycott? Um, fried, not fried chicken. What's the chicken? Awesome oh, uh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Which is a re- they're closed on they're closed on Sundays. They are very religious. If they decide, you know, not to provide uh, um, contraceptive, or if they provide health insurance, they can do so based on a religious um, a religious uh, provision. And so there's a you know new bill for that. And so it's like it has nothing to do with you know um, religious freedom and preventing religious organizations from providing this. They just don't want to provide this basic uh, basic health right for women period right and it's so... problematic and, and but the point and the thing is that i'm not sure how this is going to play out yet because because if you listen to either side this is a huge this is either a huge mistake or a huge win because uh, uh liberals are like oh well obviously this is going to shore up the independent women vote because they uh, are the ones that will be affected by this they'll oh, see Lord. the argument here republicans are like this is going to shoot obama in the, in, in, in the uh in the foot because uh, uh what you call the people you don't you underestimating religious uh, institutions and the catholic vote literally there was a twitter account that was created that did nothing but retweet people that were for the contraception uh uh being given just re- would retweet them how many presidents have ever won without the catholic vote literally i would get one every three hours just like a tweet. How many presidents have ever won without the Catholic vote? How many presidents? Like, to the point where it's like, all right, I'm blocking you. Not because I, I'm upset by what you're saying. Just because you're spamming me. You're not right. even, you're not even uh, uh, coming up with good arguments. You're just spamming. This, I don't, 
I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Because I feel as if the only way you could say this is a win for Obama is if you're using logic. And obviously, we are living in a world where logic does not matter. And for you to believe that logic somehow wins things, you are a fool. <laughs> yeah, the, the, and the, it just seems like this is a consistent, you know, they like to talk about, you know, the war on religion and things like that. Republicans have an all-out war against women. Yeah. An all-out war against women. They are not fond of women. They're not fond of women's health. They're not fond of protecting women yeah. well, physically. The, because well, the argument, the argument isn't that they're against women. It's just that they're for, they're for life, and they and and, and they're and they're for. Uh, How can you be for life and be against life for women? Well, okay, but you you, yeah. but you, you make life that we're for the life yeah. that you make. The, not the, the you're babies. already here. The not your life. We, protect, but the re- we got you here. Make the babies and shut to, up. We need you to make the babies, but when they come out, mm, so just so get them out there more in because there's more stories in the war on women. Uh, for, 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 for the, that's on the docket really quickly. Um, there's a, another story that was, um, on our docket. There's a court case that says, um, there, um, the judge says women being fired for, uh, lactation. So needing to breastfeed or needing to pump is not sex discrimination. How is that not sex, discrimination, not sex discrimination when only women can be fired for that? It's so they said the atti- the intent is that um, to the intent of the breastfeeding law, which is like you have to provide time for women right. to breastfeed or something, was to get um, nursing mothers back to work early, but allow them to continue to nurse because of the health benefits of nursing. Right. He says, but even so, the law doesn't have anything to do with terminating it an employee. It just requires break time. So that there's a so hole in the law that it requires time. To, it requires that women have the break time needed to do that, but it doesn't prevent them from being fired if they need the break time to do that. That is one of the stupidest things I have ever heard in my entire life. That's yeah. literally, literally idiotic. It's like, but so you say they have to give it to me, but if they just decide to fire me, they're off the hook. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> that's the most, that's, well, who the judge, said that? The judge said, <laughs> the, this judge said lactation is not pregnancy related. And therefore, you can only lactate if you get pregnant. What the hell is that? I'm sorry. I'm, wait a minute, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, do women just randomly lactate? Like, so, and need, no, and they need not, that? no, not, but you can lactate. You can lactate cause like how you used to, people used to nurse and sort of not be currently pregnant. But then they have to have some point. There's something. Yeah, yeah. There's pills. In it. But besides all of that, there's no random that, woman with but, no kids going around lactating. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Right, yes, you can, you can, you can make sure that you are continually making milk, yeah, uh, forever, uh, or whatever uh, uh, amount of time. But you, for you to literally, it's a direct, like you know, for people who are so about the uh, women and, and life, and you know, and the reason why you have to have a all gay stuff is wrong is because you have to make life and stuff like that. They really want to make it hard for women to even do the part of the thing that the Republicans like because that they do because sex is only for to for uh, to procreate. It is not for fun. So you don't need uh, anything else, and you, it's just—it's just all sex is for producing children, Make and that's babies. it. And then once you produce the children, you know you have to use whatever resources and whatever time necessary to take care for the that child. That is the dumbest. Prote- that's and not a protection of law. I feel like whoever that judge should literally be like, like someone should, so action should go against him because like. How does I don't understand how the law can be misread? It's like, oh well, you have to have breaks, but, it's but you not can just be fired. Him. There are other courts that have issued similar statements. Women, apparently. Uh, like, by the way, women judges. Uh, 
I, I want I want to see women judges going. Yeah, lactation has nothing to do with pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yes. There's a law saying that you have to be able to lactate, but if we want to fire you for lactating, then that's okay. That's literally the most ass backwards response to something I've ever heard. And I repeat, the judge reasoned that lactation was not pregnancy related, and as a result, firing someone because of lactation or breast pumping is not sex discrimination. That is insane. That judge is. In- What's the judge's name? <laughs> Hold on. I, I want to clearly know who I'm calling an idiot. Oh, what? U.S. District Judge Lynn Hughes. A woman. Ladies, I ladies. It may not. No, be, no, no, no it on, may no, not no, be. No, continue. I'm gonna look. Look this up. Let's ridiculous. see. Let's look. No, this is unacceptable. Oh, he's a man. Oh, oh, yeah. My brain. Listen, women do. Women say you do some crazy things sometimes. And I'm, I'm sorry, uh, vulgar girl, Texas. Texas, (laughs) damn Texas. Really? Seriously? Seriously? I, I don't even. This is. This I, feel, is I, feel, ass backwards. I feel like a vulgar woman was just sitting there shrugging at her computer. She said, I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I did. I, 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 wow. Wow. Like, wow. This is nothing. It's not sexually based. It has nothing to do with pregnancy. It's just lactating. Because you know what? What's hot in the street? Lactating. Sometimes you just do it just like you know, you for fun what, one day. You know what's just... hotter in the streets? Lactating men. <laughs> because, you know. So, it, and just to, I, I put the link in the chat room. I am, um, this is for this, horrendous. But, this yeah. is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Well, I have more dumb for you for uh, uh, the continued war against women. Um, there was a vote to extend, um, there's a, the, to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, um, which is a 1994 law, um, to combat domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking. Um, no Republicans voted for the reauthorization. What? What? Not a single Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee voted in favor of, uh, the reauthorization. What was, what was their rationale for that? Um, he, well, they offered a substitute bill, um, but they, to eliminate, um, the justice department oversight on some of the things, um, for domestic violence and sexual assault. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me they're playing politics on this. They don't like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, how it, how it's, how the, uh, the thing is built. So then they literally cancel something that's been in, been in action for what, 15, 16, I'm sorry, 18 years now. Uh, they canceled that for because they were playing politics. And he wanted to cut the money. Mm. Um, wow. And um, there were some improvements on the bill to protect, you know, um, uh, to protest some of the things, things like rape. The There's back and forth issues in some states on rape kits in terms of who res- who's responsible for the payment of things, uh, for the payment of that. In some states, there were women themselves had to pay for the rape kit. Um, so there was, you know, that there's the enforcement of protection orders for people being stalked. I, um, I can't. Do- By the way, you, you telling me all these things are making me genuinely rethink the whole concept of possibly bringing your life into this world only because like it's a there's a 50 percent chance it'll be a girl and then i have a 50 percent chance of a daughter who is going to be attacked her entire life in this country apparently well and to be fair from their perspective the the thing that was the most controversial is that it expanded a little bit it um you wouldn't be able to deny anyone services because they were gay or transgender 
Um, and it, politics, right? Mm-hmm. And also prote- to protect victims who may have um, a disputed uh, immigration status. So there's an actual. So re- they they want to be able to have immigrants raped. They're like, listen, no, listen. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're like some random immigrant, you should be able to be raped. I'm not, I don't want to protect like like raped immigrants. Really, Eljoy? Weird. I I think Eljoy detonated the show. I, this this is, is the war on women. None of this makes sense. It literally is just like, why, why, why would you do that? It's, 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 forget politics. Just why would you do that as a reasonable human being? As a reasonable human being. Let's say, yes, you are very much against the idea that people are taking American jobs. Let's say you want to go along with that particular uh, narrative. Let's say you want to go there. You're okay. You're like, you're taking some of you. We gotta, we gotta, there has to be a chokehold. So the chokehold is gonna be at rape. That's where you want to. That's where you want to hold this out. That's where you want to stop them and make them have to respond to something. It's rape. That's where you want the chokehold for immigration to be. Seriously? Wow. I can't. Wow. I can't. I can't with any of this, Eljoy. Great time to be a woman in America. This is the Media Matters Minute. I'm Tori Brown. Over the weekend, groups representing Catholic hospitals, colleges, and charities announced their support for President Obama's contraception compromise that ensures women's access to coverage for birth control no matter where they work. But Fox News refused to tell its viewers that the policy had widespread support and instead tried to peddle what one host called the stupidest analogy ever. I mean, can, can, they, can they force other religions to do things against their, their core beliefs because they, the secular government, think it should be done? Can they force, force Jewish people to eat pork? Well, first of all, the free exercise clause of the United States Constitution protects religious institutions. That would be like saying, Tamara, that if the government decided that uh, pork was the appropriate meat of, for healthy living, That's the uh, requiring a analogy ever. I hope you enjoyed this show, but also consider it a valuable tool for not only aggregating, but more importantly, amplifying our view of progressive politics in the world. So if that's true, I ask you to support this work by becoming a member of the show at whatever level you're able, as anything from a basic leftist up through the ranks of socialist, communist, Satanist, or even the most reviled level of support, George Soros. I produce 11 episodes a month of fearless coverage on all the hot-button issues we face, maintaining a rock-solid schedule. So if that sounds worth supporting, please consider signing up to donate as little as five dollars a month or even $55 a year. Members also gain access to bonus audio and video content that doesn't make it into the show itself. So for a concrete way to support a strong progressive voice, please visit the membership tab at bestoftheleft.com. If the honchos in the Republican Party want to make the next election about who's in favor of contraception and who's not, go to it, fellas. Have a ball. 
The Republican presidential candidates have already tried to make an issue out of President Obama's sensible position that women ought to be able to have their contraceptives covered by either their employer or their insurance company. Rick Santorum thinks this is an outrage. He would. As Bill Maher said, he believes life begins at erection. And Santorum says states can outlaw contraception. He'll have state troopers coming into your medicine cabinet before he's through. And this morning, Republicans in the House held a hearing on contraception with four witnesses, all of them right-wing men. The Republican committee chairman refused to hear from the one woman who wanted to testify. So House Democrats, to their credit, decided to walk out in protest. Republicans are way, way behind the times on this one. The American public, by a 66 to 26 percent margin, favor Obama's position. But male Republican politicians have such nostalgia for an era of blatant male domination that they're willing to risk it all to return to that day. But it just won't fly. Not in the year 2012. I'm Matt Rothschild, and that's how I see it. Consicle at uh, Rorty Bomb on the suggestion of uh, Corey Robin dug into Ludwig uh, von Mises and specifically his 1922 book Socialism to look at uh, this topic of free love and how it's so problematic. Now, what does free love mean? Free love means having sex without the cost of getting pregnant for a woman. For men, it's always free love. You understand that, right? Men have always have free love, uh, but women need essentially contraception to not have free love. Or I should say, to have free love. And Mises writes, this uh, again from Rorty Baum, Proposals to transform the relations between the sexes have long gone hand-in-hand with plans for the socialization of the means of production. Marriage is to disappear along with private property. Free love also means that you can have sex without being married. Socialism promises not only welfare, wealth for all, but universal happiness in love as well. By making the wife, uh, Consigle says, by making the wife an equal of the husband, it is only a matter of time until the worker seeks to be the equal of the boss. And sex itself freely shared among consenting equals, how can we even maintain the idea of private property? You understand what Mises is saying here. So far as, and this is a quote, so far as feminism seeks to adjust the legal position of women, of a woman 
to that of man, so far as it seeks to offer her legal and economic freedom to develop and act in accordance with her inclinations, desires, and economic circumstances, so far it is nothing more than a branch of the great liberal movement which advocates peaceful and free evolution. When going beyond this, it attacks the institutions of social life under the impression that it will thus be able to remove the natural barriers. What are the natural barriers? That when man and woman fornicate, the woman gets pregnant. Mises sees this as a natural barrier that women just have to becoming economic equals with men. Because once you rid this natural barrier of them having to get pregnant and having to care for the baby, then what they can do is go out and earn money like a man. This is unnatural. So in the same way that free markets exist in nature, so too does a woman's, my word, handicap in the marketplace and that handicap, of course, is that they could get pregnant and have a baby. Now, in nature, this is not a handicap for society. It's simply a handicap that a woman has in the context of the market. And he says, this is a spiritual child of socialism, for it is a characteristic of socialism to discover in social institutions the origin of unalterable facts of nature, this being that a woman's role is to squeeze out babies and care for them. And to endeavor, he writes, by reforming these institutions to reform nature. The socialistic society abolishes the economic dependence of woman, which results from the fact that woman is dependent on the income of her husband, writes Mises. Man and woman have the same economic rights and the same duties as far as motherhood does not demand special consideration for the woman. You see that? Public funds provide for the maintenance edu and education of the children, which are no longer the affair of the parents, but of society. Thus, the relations between the sexes are no longer influenced by social and economic conditions. This is problematic because according to Mises, it is attempting to alter the unalterable facts of nature. He writes, just as the pseudo-democratic movement endeavors by decrees to efface natural and socially conditioned inequalities. These are just, that's just it, ladies. These are natural and socially conditioned inequalities. Live with it just as it wants to make the strong equal to the weak, the talented to the untalented. You see that? It's just, if you're untalented, you lose. That's just the way it is. If you're weak, you lose. That's just the way it is. If you're a woman, you got to have babies, and you got to take care of the kids, and that's just the way it is. These things cannot and should not be altered. So the radical wing of the women's movement seeks to make women the equal of men. 
but the difference between sexual character and sexual destiny can no more be decreed away than other inequalities of mankind. Deal with it, ladies. <laughs> Deal with it, ladies. And so the debate goes on in uh, this post by uh, Rorty Bomb in the comment section. One commenter writes, well, no, uh, Mises didn't have a problem with this. Because he wrote, with the spread and progress of capitalism, birth control becomes a universal practice. However, it, which implies, of course, that Mises accepts birth control as a uh, legitimate device, I guess, that can be employed by women. But Robin, Corey Robin, jumps into the comment sections and responds with another <laughs> quote from Mises. Uh, which says, in the market economy, every individual is spontaneously intent upon not begetting children whom he could not rear without considerably lowering his family standard of life. In other words, birth control is legitimate if the man decides we can't afford any more kids. But if the woman uses birth control as a means in which to alter the facts of nature and allow her to be competitive in the market, that's problematic. Because it's just what nature decreed. Uh, Robin goes on in the uh, comments to quote Mises again. Her destiny, this is speaking of the woman, is completely circumscribed by sex. Woman must exhaust herself as lover and as mother in the service of the sexual instinct. Now look, I happen to agree with that part. Uh, that doesn't go over so well at home. But, uh, and the stack of Mises books that I've left on uh, Nikki's bedside table just seem to just go untouched. It is not marriage which keeps woman inwardly unfree, but the fact that her sexual character demands surrender to a man. Because if, were she to uh, renounce this, it would entail a woman, quote, renouncing either the most profound womanly joy, the joy of motherhood, for the sake of the more masculine development of her personality which, of course, would be uh, to go and work and compete with man in the uh, marketplace. Uh, so thus you see how the libertarian philosophy uh, essentially can bring itself to saying that there are certain unalterable things. You know, at the end of the day, we know what the libertarian philosophy is. It is simply a way in which to protect those who already have power and our 40-minute interview with Corey Robin really lays this out that the conservative philosophy the conservative ideology is one in which always seeks to maintain the status quo and merely reacts against any type of emancipation movement that crops up 
And make no mistake about it, birth control, contraceptive, particularly ones that can be taken and controlled by women, has had a huge emancipatory uh, effect on women. But to a, a libertarian, this is altering that which nature has uh, decreed. And in other words, God knew what he was doing when he said, um, when God, I think, I'm not sure which commandment this is, something about like a woman supposed to be barefoot and naked in the kitchen. Or in pregnant. And I, I don't know if that's the actual translation from the Sanskrit. I think in the Sanskrit it was uh, by the hearth. Because I don't think they had kitchens at the time. It was just like, you've got to be near the fire to be cooking that stuff. Uh, so uh, a really fascinating sort of sidelight to this whole um, debate that we're seeing in, uh, in, in Congress now. Just keep me barefoot and pregnant. That's all I want to be. Just keep me knocked up and cooking. It's a surefire recipe. Hi, I'm Sam Cedar. You may know me from my shows on Air America Radio, from filling in for Keith Olbermann on Countdown, or even, God forbid, my directing shows like Comedy Central's I'm With Busey. If not, you should really get to know me. Not personally, of course. I think we'd both find that uncomfortable. But if you're a fan of the best of the left like me, I think you'll enjoy my daily live show and podcast, The Majority Report, at Majority.fm. It's a daily dose of political news, analysis, and guests like Chris Hayes, Robert Reich, Digby, Comedians like Mark Marin, Janine Garofalo, filmmakers like Morgan Spurlock and Lucy Walker, and on occasion, between my rants on raising taxes, ending wars, and decorporatizing our democracy, I can be mildly amusing. I'm unbought and unbossed daily on the Majority Report at Majority.fm. Just keep me and pregnant, and I feel baby American lady news now, and America's actually a pretty good country to be born a lady, Andy, until a few things happened last week that have made that significantly less the case. In fact, no one could blame American women here if they all suddenly decided to leave the country saying, that's it, we're f***ing out of here, this is complete bullshit. <laughs> there has been a debate on contraception uh, the last week, so ludicrous that... Part of me was wondering whether it was, in fact, a performance art piece to make us all question how terrible it would be to live in a country where something like this could actually happen. Either that, or it was an ambitiously elaborate practical joke just to wind women up, with everyone showing almost superhuman commitment to the bit, and not one, per not one single person suddenly bursting out laughing and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this, it's just the look on their lady faces. <laughs> They're so angry, and understandably so. What we're discussing here is almost the brand new definition of myopic. Now, here's what's been happening here, and if you're a woman, you may want to board up the inside of your windows before you listen to this, so that you'll bounce back into the room when you try and throw yourself through the window in frustration. The battle is over whether religiously affiliated institutions should be mandated to offer full contraception health insurance coverage for female employees. Now, it's worth noting that actual religious institutions, actual houses of worship, are exempt from this, but affiliated institutions such as charities or universities are supposed to provide any employees with insurance that provide birth control. Now, it's worth noting as well, 
Their employees don't have to use that. This is not about force-feeding Catholics the contraceptive pill, funneling it down their mouths. <laughs> if you're against the use of contraception, you don't have to use it, Andy. It's just providing people with the choice to... Oh, boy, there's that word that gets Catholics so angry. There's the, uh, not, not the choice, and the, the option. It's the option to use it should they want to. It's giving a woman right to option. Yeah, but that's a slippery slope, John, isn't it? Right. Because, you know, you give women a right to option stuff, and then, yep. you know, within a couple of years, they're carving tits into Mount Rushmore, aren't they? We've all seen it happen. <laughs> I think that's basically the concern. <laughs> is carving tits into Mount Rushmore back... To, is that one of those UN porn movies again? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, there, was, there was a congressional hearing... On, on this, uh, with a Congressional Oversight Committee chaired by Daryl Issa, who is a medically diagnosed arsehole. Uh, that's not an opinion, that's a scientific fact. And it featured an all-male panel. All men. Not a single woman, Andy. And that thudding sound you hear is hopefully American women bouncing back into the room after trying to throw themselves through their newly boarded-up window of frustration. Pick yourselves up, ladies, because I'm not done. The board also called witnesses to testify, absolutely none of which were female. Zero. There's that thudding noise again. Good work, ladies. You boarded those windows up real good. <laughs> to be fair, though, John, I mean, men can see both sides of this because men mm -hmm. began inside a woman. True. And then they've come out as men, whereas women have just spent their whole <laughs> pre-life and actual life right. on the feminine side of the fence. So what, right. I mean, what, do they, what, what, where, what perspective can they possibly bring? God, that, that, is, that is a far... Far better point than came up in any of those congressional <laughs> hearings, Andy. Rick Santorum, who's proven to be quite an entertainer, yes. uh, has some... Yes. Um, he's a lady killer, he's Andy. A, he's come he's up a lady with killer in, in the sense that he likes to kill the souls and belief in human nature of anyone with an X chromosome. <laughs> he uh, responded to the Susan G. Komen Foundation's decision to uh -huh. retract funding from Planned Parenthood for breast health care services. By saying, I don't believe breast cancer research is advanced by funding an organisation that does abortions where you've seen ties to cancer and abortions. Now, I mean, aside wait, from wait, the wait, what? grammatical nonsensity of it, you do have to slightly question Mr Santorum's scientific qualifications for this, mm -hmm. bearing in mind that the scientific community has concluded pretty much unanimously that abortion has absolutely no link to breast cancer at all. On that side of the fence, you have the World Health Organization, the US National Cancer Institute, the American <laughs> Cancer Society, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists, and the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists in Britain. And on the other side, you have Rick Santorum, whose qualifications mm -hmm. as a medical research scientist include that he once went for a donkey ride with a grape in his ear to see if it would affect <laughs> his balance, and when suffering from a cough, he growled the Steppenwolf classic Born to be Wild five times over in his kitchen using a baguette as a pretend microphone to see if it would clear up his throat. It did, but he then suffered tonsillitis as a result. I mean, that, that isn't true, John. In fact, he has even fewer qualifications right. than this. That's worse. He didn't do either of those things, <laughs> making him even less qualified. Yeah. Wow, that is chilling. Now, let's be fair, though. Rick Santora is a strong supporter of a woman's right yeah, Santora, to you just shut made it, up. You've just made him oh, plural, John. <laughs> he's... he's <laughs> that's right. 
he's a strong supporter of a woman's rights to shut up and let other people decide about what she should do with her body. He's very much pro-choice in terms of them choosing to shut the f*** up. <laughs> and Santorum's website uh, states, every American should have access to high-quality, affordable health care with health care decisions made by patients and their physicians. Now, that might make a woman say, hold on a second, Rick Santorum doesn't sound that bad. Wait, ladies, wait. <laughs> Let the full Santorum come blasting through. Because he is a staunch supporter of abortion, even in the case of rape. Even in the case of rape. Telling CNN recently that a woman in that case should, and I quote, make the best out of a bad situation and accept the gift from God. <laughs> wow. I think, I think women should say the same thing to Santorum, Andy. After from now until the end of his weaselly life, they see him in the street and kick him in the f***ing balls. <laughs> Please accept this gift from Godric, this pointed chewed gift to your plums. Why are you rolling around on the ground crying, Rick? Please make the best out of this bad situation. In fact, rejoice, because I believe another lady is coming over to gift you with another high-velocity nutshot. <laughs> Praise be, Rick. God is graciously raining gifts into your groinal Area, you fucking douche. <laughs> God does seriously need to look at his present buying strategy. <laughs> um, having advised um, women to make the best out of a bad situation in this very bad situation, uh, he has also uh, today advised murder victims to look on the bright side and remember <laughs> that they will have a real conversation stopper for St Peter at the pearly gates. <laughs> And you know what was most funny about it, St. Peter? I just bought exactly the same chainsaw the previous weekend. Talk about <laughs> ironic. I guess this goes to show, John, that two wrongs don't make a right, but they do make a right-wing policy. <laughs> and in other Republican science news, Stacey Campfield, a Republican member of the Tennessee Senate, said in January, and bear in mind when I say January, I mean January 2012, he said, most people realised that AIDS came from the homosexual community. It was one guy screwing a monkey, <laughs> if I recall oh. correctly, and oh. then having sex with men. It was uh. an airline pilot, if I recall. Uh. <laughs> if I recall. <laughs> yep. If I recall. Yep. He continued to say, my understanding is that it is virtually, not completely, but virtually impossible to contract AIDS through heterosexual sex. <laughs> And the people of Africa might slightly oh. disagree with him on that one, John. Oh, unless God, I was going to say, unless I've the, just been in a country that's well, exactly doesn't really back up those scientific findings that he's recalled. Unless from his the head. twelve million women with HIV and AIDS in sub-Saharan oh. Africa are in fact all gay men, which, oh. if it were true, would go down as arguably the most logistically impressive hoax of all time. It might oh. even beat Catholicism to that title. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying Catholicism is the only religion that's a hoax. I'm just saying it's been the best organised one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and most profitable. <laughs> Mr Campfield, who must wake up every day in hysterics at the irony of his own name, later quoted the odds of heterosexual uh, transmission of AIDS at one in five million. Medical experts say the odds uh, of transmission of heterosexual sex between an infected male and a female are, in fact, between one in 500 and one in 1,000. So Mr Canfield was merely between 99.98 and 99.99% wrong. Or, very charitably, only very slightly right. <laughs> Here's an interesting um, coda to this ladies' section, John. Uh, amongst the best-performing economies in the world currently, Norway, Sweden, 
and Denmark also have amongst the highest proportion of women in Parliament. Uh, Rwanda now has the highest, with uh, I think about 56% of women are parliamentarians. That's the highest per percentage in the known world. Hmm. And they seem to be having slightly fewer abominable civil wars involving the unbridled <laughs> slaughter of women and children than they did when the guys were running the place. Mm. So um, I guess it's harder when you look at these things to indulge in the kind of reckless, damaging, short-term, dick-swinging politics and economics that have left so much of the world in such a mess when you don't physically have a dick to swing. <laughs> a lesson for us all, sisters. The mission of this show is to aggregate and amplify the best voices of the truly liberal media, and now you can play a critical role in helping fulfill that mission. I pick out the best clips I hear to share with you, and now you can do just the same thing extremely easily. Now available at bestoftheleft.com, each clip I play is made available individually with simple buttons that allow you to share your favorites on your networks through Facebook, Twitter, by email, and beyond. By myself, I can amplify this content to thousands of people, but collectively, we have the potential to reach millions. No kidding. Become your own media activist by taking one minute to share your favorite content a couple of days each week, help more people plug into the truly liberal media, and be an integral part of this extremely virtuous cycle. Thanks so much for your help. Did President Obama do this contraception issue the way that he did on purpose to set the Republicans up for an ambush or did they just botch it and they didn't know what was going on and they backpedaled and they uh, basically were fumbling and bumbling throughout well we have our answer a very good report from the New York Times uh, detailing how this decision was made now originally advisors like Kathleen Sebelius, Valerie Jarrett, uh, Melody Barnes had won over the president on the issue of doing exemptions for churches, etc., but not doing the exemptions for schools and hospitals on this contraception issue, uh, for religious uh, schools and hospitals. And Joe Biden had lost, and, and all the other Catholic uh, men within the administration, including, this is, oh, it drives me crazy every time, Deputy National Security Advisor Dennis McDonough had come in and talked about contraception. I, I couldn't have shoot him out of the room quicker if I was the president. What is my national security guy doing talking about contraception because he, he'd like to impose his religious beliefs on women across the country? I'd have told him, get, get, get out of the room. But anyway, originally they had lost, we've told you that before. Uh, and then what happened was after this uh, ruling was announced, of course the Republicans attacked, and what happened, uh, some of the uh, allies of the president also attacked. Now they all happen to be Catholic, and most of them happen to be male. So E.J. Dion, who's a liberal uh, pundit, uh, but happens to be Catholic, uh, wrote in saying, oh, I can't believe Obama botched this. Chris Matthews, who happens to be Catholic, uh, said on air, I can't believe the president botched this. And then you had uh, Sister Carol Kean, who was a, uh, head of an influential Catholic hospital group that had supported his health care reform, came in and said, no, this is wrong. Uh, and then you had Sister uh, Simone Campbell, who's the executive director of Network, a group funded by nuns to lobby on social justice issues. These are all allies of the uh, administration came in, all Catholics, half of them men at least, came in and said, President Obama, you have to change your mind. So it was partly pressure from the right wing, but it was also partly pressure from his political allies that led President Obama to change this immediately. And in fact, they explained how he called Kathleen Sebelius, 
and said that the, you can't take a year to review this, and President Obama said that when he held a press conference about this uh, last week. He said, I need this amended right away, okay? So they amended it right away. So number one, um, was it some sort of political strategy to get you know the Republicans into a trap by opposing contraception, having them oppose contraception? No way. It was not planned at all, right? It was bumbled, and uh, and they found themselves in this self-invented trap, and they tried to get out of it by offering this accommodation, this compromise. Okay, so that issue is settled. He's not playing three-dimensional chess. Second issue is how they make the decisions. And now this is not something the New York Times talked about, but as I read the article, this was what came out screaming at me, which is that all throughout this, they're in a bubble where they're not even considering, hey, wait, how would the American people feel about this? There are polls showing that a great majority of the people actually believe that these religious schools and hospitals should provide contraception at no extra cost to women. Even 58% of Catholics believe that, right? But that is never considered. In all of the inner machinations here as they try to decide what to do on this issue, they live in a bubble. And in that bubble, there are only the people in Washington. You have your liberal allies in Washington, and you have the people who oppose you in Washington. So within that bubble, 90% of the people disagreed with this policy. Even though the American people nearly 60% agree, within the bubble, 90% disagree. Did they consider the American people who they're supposed to represent? No, 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 that's an afterthought. How's Washington reacting? Oh my God, Joe Biden didn't like it, Chris Matthews didn't like it, Fox News didn't like it. Oh, everybody must hate it, let's change our mind immediately. Now, as it turns out, the compromise they came up with was perfectly acceptable, in my opinion. But the natural instinct is one, oh my God, we screwed up because the right wing is attacking us. And B, the only people that matter is the people in Washington. You're totally wrong about that. So, the third part of this is, was it ever considered that they would go on the offense? That they would say, hey, you know what? We got a great majority of the American people on our side. And by the way, this is a great issue for us because 99% of women use contraception. Not discussed. What was discussed is how do we capitulate? Washington is mad with us. How do we compromise? How do we accommodate? So even though I agree with the compromise in this case, you see how they think. And they think inside the bubble, they don't think big pictures. They don't have some brilliant strategy. All they're doing is reacting to whatever people in Washington say. That's it. And that's the story of the Obama administration. There is no three-dimensional chess. It's very two-dimensional, and it's basically checkers. What does Fox News say? What does Chris Matthews say? Okay. I guess they represent the American people. It's a turnaround jump shot, it's everybody jump start it's Every generation throws a hero up the pop charts Medicine is magical and magical is art Think of the boy in the bubble and the baby with the babbling heart And I believe these are days Lasers in the jungle, lasers in the jungle somewhere Staccato signals of constant information A loose affiliation of millionaires and billionaires and babies these are the days of miracle and wonder. This is the long-distance call. This week, the birth control debate came to the forefront again after Congressman Darrell Issa called a hearing on President Obama's health care mandate 
but failed to invite any women to join the panel. That brings us to a segment we like to call Really with Seven and Congressional Committee on Reproductive Rights and you did not invite any women. Really? That would be like not inviting any men to a Congressional Committee debating the Maxim Top 100. <laughs> really? Really, and really, men have to be smarter when they talk about birth control. This week, Foster Freeze, the billionaire backer of Rick Santorum, joked that when he was young, women held an aspirin between their knees for birth control. Good one. But do you really want to start a discussion of healthcare with when I was young? When you were young, people died of polio. I mean, really. Really? Now, later in the week, Freeze apologized for his comments. Well, we'd love to accept your apology, Foster, but you made a mistake. And now you're going to have to live with that mistake for the rest of your life. Really? Really? And you, and you know why we need birth control? There are too many people. Do you guys remember the opening ceremony at the Chinese Olympics? They built pyramids out of people. Pyramids! Pyramids! pyramids. There were people pyramids. People pyramids! That should be an advertisement for condoms. <laughs> Meanwhile, both Mitt Romney and Rick Santorum used the rhythm method, and with five and eight kids respectively, it seems like they might have even less rhythm than we thought. I mean, really. Really. The Virginia House of Representatives this week passed a bill that required women to have a transvaginal ultrasound before having an abortion. Really. Now, don't get me wrong. I love transvaginal. It's my favorite airline. I got so many miles on transvaginal that I always get upgraded to lady business. Really? passed a bill saying life begins at conception. What's next? Life begins at last call? Life begins when you click send on your match.com profile? I mean, really? really? Mike Huckabee joined the fight against President Obama's mandate saying, we're all Catholic now. Really? You know who is not all Catholic now? All Catholics now. 98% of Catholic women say they've used birth control and the other 2% are always the ones trying to get a church to start a softball team. <laughs> Hey, Jay, this is uh, Todd from a Los Angeles that's occupied just under the surface. And uh, I just wanted to call and say that I love the back and forth between you and Lauren. Um, you know, and I saw very much parallels between what you were discussing, uh, you yourself, and bringing up that you need to know what messages and stuff like that will work in the community, what the community is about before you just walk in there and start doing stuff. Uh, we're finding that here in L.A., as Occupy L.A., turns more into, you know, a community-based services organization. You know, we have occupations now, in, or GAs at least, um, and sometimes some full-time occupations in like over 20 cities in the L.A. county area. And we've run into some rough spots moving into a neighborhood and going, you know, hey, we're here to help, and people are being a little pissed off or a little put off. Um, but by and large, most people uh, associate us with trying to help. And with what Lauren was saying, the tension that's going on within 
Occupy LA is, or Occupation period is, uh, you know, we don't necessarily want a seat at the table. We want to remake the table or fuck the table entirely, um, which also goes back to uh, the discussion about the guy who's saying, you know, fuck equality. You know, it's like, well, <clears throat> you know, and I understand what that discussion is about and what he's saying is, you know, why do I need validation from the straight community? Fuck him. And, uh, you know, we, we have that very much within Occupy, you know, the anarchists who say they, they don't want to reform the system at all because if you try and reform the system, that's passive approval of the system. And then you have, you know, people who want to run petition drives and things like that and everything in between. So great discussions, great shows. Keep up the good work. Stay awesome. Hey, Jay, this is Daniel from Clemens, North Carolina, just down the road from Winston-Salem. I just finished a three-mile run, and your show, this show, is totally gay. And I'd heard a couple of people calling in and share how they debate others who feel that homosexuality is a choice. And I just wanted to throw in my two cents. If I hear somebody say that being gay is a choice, then I just encourage them to choose it. So for a week or two weeks or a month or however long they feel they want to or can tolerate it, perform an experiment and choose being gay, even just for five seconds. And if they feel that they can't, and of course they will feel that they can't, then why would they feel that someone else can? And if they need a little more persuading, then I get specific and point out that by choosing to be gay, you will have to love someone of the same sex and engage in homosexual sex acts. And then point out that whatever they're feeling right then, whatever conflict or discomfort or disgust that they're feeling right then is what they are asking a gay person to feel by choosing to act straight and love someone of the opposite sex. I doubt I've ever changed anybody's mind, but uh, hopefully I've gotten somebody just to stop and think about what they're asking someone else to do. Anyway, your shows always keep me company on my runs. Uh, keep up the good work, especially on this issue. Thanks. Jay, this is Dave from Olympia, Washington. I'm trying to follow up on the conversation you had with Lauren at the end of your recent episode about gay rights. I thought that was an excellent conversation. It really resonated with me, and it was neat to hear uh, both of you kind of uh, take up multiple aspects of why the communication uh, is so important. What resonated with me is my conversations around uh, our president and how with uh, you know a lot of my very uh, lefty friends, it's easy to get away with you know statements like, Ugh. No, uh, Barack, he's done it again. You know, oh, did you hear about this awful thing he's done? Oh, that guy's so bad. Where with my parents, who really think that anybody with a D after their name is a great guy and can do almost no wrong, um, it's a different ways. Like, oh, well, you know, he says this, but did you notice he does this? Um, and, you know, there's these policies that are not, uh, you know, that aren't really kind of in line with you know, what his state of values are or what your state of values, the reason you believe in the Democratic Party and what you think of when you say Democrat, he's not doing those. He's a Republican in a lot of ways. Or my crazy relatives 
where I, I can spin it to humor and they'll, they launch into the, oh, Barack, he's, you know, world socialist, he's this awful guy. I'm like, oh, I, I know what you mean. That guy drives me crazy. The way he capitulates to Republican demands all day long. Doesn't it just, doesn't it just drive you nuts? And so I know I'm going to have a fundamentally different conversation, you know, with each of those groups. And I know what kind of progress I can make on getting them interested uh, in my issues. And uh, so I, I tailor my conversation in those ways. Anyhow, again, the conversation with Warren was great. Uh, I'd love to see her back again. Uh, keep it going. Thanks, Jay. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to all those who called into the voicemail line. If you would like to leave a comment, question, or activist call to action yourself to be played on the show, the number to dial is 206-202-3410. So uh, good news, bad news. The good news is I've thought of the next big, broad topic of discussion that I, I, I want to tackle on the show where I'm going to take uh, you know, an, an oppressed group of people and then try feebly, not to mention publicly, to uh, understand their plight in the world, causing palms to meet foreheads all across the world. So that's the good news. The bad news is I'm going to wait until the next show to do it, at least, because, you know, I'll have a little bit more time, potentially. But I will say that the idea came to me in the process of making this and the following episode. So given the content... I'm thinking you guys probably know where I'm headed with this, ladies. By the way, uh, Dimitri Martin's one of my favorite stand-up comedians, and uh, and that's one of his like best jokes, in, in my opinion, that you can turn any statement from a normal statement into a creepy statement just by adding ladies at the end. Hey, uh, what are you doing tonight? Ladies. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to understand the plight of an, an oppressed uh, group. Ladies. So you get the idea. So have that to look forward to today. I want to thank more donors to my uh, climate ride. I'm raising $2,400 or more potentially for uh, very well-deserving climate nonprofit organizations. And so I want to thank uh, Tim, Stephen, Adam, and Mara who who have chipped in. Mara setting a new a new high uh, for the donations, uh, chipping in $150, which she very rightfully labels as 50 cents per mile. So uh, thanks to all of those that has brought the total up to 33% of my goal. Uh, so things continue to go well. Uh, please keep those donations coming in. It is very much appreciated. Of course, if you would like to support the show directly, there are memberships. You can donate uh, directly to the show. You can simply tell everyone you know about it. You can donate your Facebook and Twitter accounts to the show. That just means that uh, you give us access to post uh, no more than one item per day on either your Facebook or Twitter account or both, which helps us uh, get the message out about the show through you to your networks, uh, but with your permission, obviously. So that is an excellent way to support the show. Check that out. That is linked up at the website, of course. Of course, I encourage you to spread the word about individual clips that you particularly enjoy from each given episode. All that can be done in the show notes of each episode extremely easily. And then to stay tuned into the show between episodes, join in with us on Facebook and Twitter. And for details on the show itself, including links to all the sources and music used in this and every episode, all that information is always listed in the show notes on the blog. So coming to you from far outside the conventional wisdom of Washington, D.C., my name is Jay, and this has been the Best of the Left podcast, coming to you every third day, thanks entirely to the members and donors to the show from bestoftheleft.com. Bye.
turned black and white You took apart a picture that wasn't right Oh